Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Homemade Ops. We have a very exciting topic for you today, which is investment bonds, <gasps> which Todd laughed at me when I titled the episode Bonds, Investment Bonds, and rolled his eyes, but we're going to go with it today. So thanks for joining us, and I hope you like the content. All right, so yes, I make fun of Kimberly for bonds, investment bonds, because every financier knows that stupid joke. <laughs> Everyone. It's just like accounting jokes. You just have to embrace them. It's Yeah, except that's the cliche one. <laughs> Today, my team and I um, at work, we're actually getting ice cream tonight to um, celebrate one of our teams' is finishes internship, our team members, and, and we said something like, one of my team members said something like debit ice cream credit happiness or something and it just you know accounting jokes they're great so funny <laughs> <laughs> and, and we under, we understand why people make fun of financiers and accountants because it is silly but it's fun and here's the thing you just kind of got to jump in the world you know you got to jump in that you world and laugh it. at it because, you know, it's that's what makes this world go round it makes businesses run right so even though it's kind of funny Kind of got to join the world a little bit and laugh at it. Okay, so we got a little bit of news for you today. I was reading about a few exciting tax issues, and I had this good article. It's actually from a magazine or website called Above the Law. Um, I just found it with Apple News. And the article is titled Tax Issues to Watch Out for Due to COVID-19. And the author is Stephen Chung. So, but it brought up a couple points. So it's just kind of a few tax things to look out for. And one of them that I thought was really important from this was the fact that unemployment income is taxable. And I don't think that a lot of people know that where now that with COVID-19, they expanded who qualifies for unemployment income. And so a lot of people who hadn't been getting it before or maybe aren't used to it, maybe you lost your job unexpectedly and you're getting unemployment, it's a really great benefit. But what you may not know is that income is taxable. So if you're getting, you know, several hundred dollars from the government, you're going to have to pay taxes on that just like you would for a paycheck. So the news for you today is if you're getting unemployment, watch out for that. Know that you're going to need to pay your normal taxes on it just like you would a paycheck. And you don't want to get caught with a surprise next year. That's painful. It's kind of funny because you think, oh, I'm getting this perk from the government. So that money already is taxed, right? Well, maybe. But guess what? They're going to tax you again. Taxed again. <laughs> you can't hide from Uncle Sam. <laughs> nope, you can't. He's going to get you no matter what. Oh, we love taxes, right? So last week. Last week we talked about uh, we talked a little bit about stocks, and we promised we'd talk next about bonds. Now this is a very very important topic because most of the items, the two most investment types that people will invest in, are those two: stocks and bonds. But the problem is most people don't even know what they are. People don't know what the difference is between them, how they work. So today we're going to try to attempt to explain how a bond actually works, but we're not going to go into all the crazy calculations that people go into. We'll mention them a little bit, but if you're interested in learning those, we do have our course coming out that will explain the theory behind bonds and how all those different items work. So stay tuned for those. But today we at least want to define what they are and help you understand how to make money from them. 
So from last week and just review, remember how stocks work. You purchase a stock, that means you're literally purchasing a portion of the company. Now, if you're buying stocks through mutual funds, we promise we'll talk about this a little bit later when we talk about other types of investments. You're actually not purchasing for yourself, that is, ownership of a company. The fund or the mutual fund owns those stocks. You're just owning a portion. You're funding the mutual fund, basically. But we'll talk about that later. So when you own a mutual fund and you're like, yeah, the mutual funds invest in all these stocks. I'm an owner of those stocks. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you're not. But when it comes to actual physical stocks where you go in and purchase on uh, on a brokerage site, like you go to Robinhood, Vanguard, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, there's a ton of brokers out there, and you actually buy a stock, then yes, you are a fractional owner of a particular business. Now, that's different from what we're talking about today. Today, we're going to be talking about bonds. And bonds are a little bit different, aren't they, Kimberly? They are. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's, I was explaining this to her not long ago. She knows plenty well what bonds are, but I was explaining how to make money from them, and they're way more complex. Now, the reason why they're complex is because you're dealing with future value, present value. You're dealing with uh, coupon payments, which are interest payments, and then par value. What in the world? Maturity dates. There's so much that goes into this. So let's go ahead and break this down for you. Number one, what is a bond? Well, you might have heard multiple names for what a bond is. You may have heard uh, fixed income, potentially. If you heard about that, fixed income, that's referring to bonds, generally speaking. IOUs, that's typically referring to a bond or public loan or a note. If you ever heard of a note or T-bills, which are treasury bills that the government issues out or even uh, or T-notes or uh, T-bonds. All of these are types of bonds. And what you're doing with a bond is it's be, it's basically turning you into a lender for a particular government, for an entity, a municipality. So basically, you're becoming the bank for a company or one of those government institutions. The way I remember it is a stock is you own something. You own a part of the, a business. You've invested money into it. A bond is like you've given that business a loan. Debt versus ownership. That's kind of the way I remember it. And that's a great way to look at it because that's literally what it is. So when it comes to a bond, when you purchase a bond, what you're doing is you're actually giving money. You're giving money to a corporation or government or whatever it is so they can use it for whatever they need to, but they are promising that they're going to pay you back in full at the end, but with interest payments. So that's why it's called fixed income, because they're promising you, hey, we're going to give you, let's say, 5% if you give me $1,000. Well, how much is that? That's $50. So that means every single year, you're going to get $50 from this particular bond so until the bond matures. And then at the very end of the bond life, yield, or the the maturity date, maturity date, that's what maturity date means, the end, when the actual bond is over paying those payments, they're going to give you back what's called the face value or the amount you lent them. So let's go ahead and use an example here because uh, this is where things get tricky, right? So let's say I'm a company and I'm thinking, ah, crap, I'm out of money and I need to raise some money to keep my business afloat. Well, I have a couple ways I can do it. I can go to the bank and take a loan from the bank, 
That's one option. Or I could issue out stock and sell my ownership so that way so that way I can get money from people and buying ownership of the company and then I get immediate cash to operate. That's what stocks do. Or I can issue out bonds. So bonds are pretty much the same thing as going to a bank and getting a loan, but instead of the bank being the lender, people, people become the lenders. So I'm gonna say, hey, give me money now, and uh, let's say it's $1,000. Typically speaking, when it comes to the world of bonds, they're usually in increments of $1,000. It's very rare that you see other ones. The vast majority of bonds are gonna be $1,000 face value, okay? So I get this face value means the value of what they're paying out or the actual loan that you're taking, they're taking or issuing. So in this case, they're going to say, okay, I'm uh, give me $1,000 for one share. So I'll go to Kimberly over here and I'm like, Kimberly, please, can you give me $1,000? And I promise you, I'll pay you um, a particular interest rate or coupon payment. Please give me, uh, give me that and I'll pay you once a year, 5%. So if Kimberly thinks that's good, if she's thinking, yeah, okay, that's fine, she gives me then $1,000, and let's say this, uh, let's say this bond is going to last for 10 years. That sound good? Well, then I am going to, for 10 years, I'm going to take the $1,000 now, whew, I can fund my business operations, use that currently, I'm good to go. But now I have a promise, I have a contract with Kimberly that I need to pay her back that $1,000 after 10 years plus the interest rate or the coupon payments once a year. So I get my $1,000, I use it, I spend it. But now I'm paying Kimberly $50 for 10 years. So over the span of 10 years, that's gonna be $500 or because you know, 50 times 10, so $500, and then at the end, I give her back her $1,000. So that's why it's a good investment for people because instead of at the end of the all the, that time period, all I have is my original $1,000, it's grown. Like we always talked about your money working for you. That's a pretty good growth too. All of a sudden, I have an extra 500 bucks. That's an area where we were talking about in um, our episode, two episodes ago, about how to make your money grow. I didn't have to go to work and work for X amount of hours, think about your job, how long it takes to make that $500. It's a way where my money is working for me and growing itself, and it's a great place to put your money so it grows. So have you ever wondered how the government actually funds all the crap that they fund? And you, you know, you can see online the government debt calculator, and it's always growing, and it's kind of terrifying. They say, the government's in debt, the government's in debt. What does that mean? Well, this is how. So how they fund all their government operations is through their treasury bonds. Treasury bonds, also those notes and also those uh, bills. Bills, notes, and bonds, if you ever get confused by that terminology, they're the same thing. It just means how long the maturity date is going to be. So for example, like a, a T-bill is usually a bond that is less than a year, about a year long. And then you'll have a note. A note will be about uh, two to nine to 10 years, something like that, while a bond is usually longer than that. It can be like 30 years. And so the government issues these out and they sell them to the public, to us, and then we, or different nations, if a lot of people have heard that other nations buy uh, government bonds and people say, oh, Japan and China, they own America. 
Well, that just basically means is they own those bills and bonds or whatever. We've that are, lo- they've loaned us money. They've loaned us money that we can use so we can pay our social programs, right? And that's why our debt skyrockets because we just buy too many or we issue out as a nation too many of them. <laughs> but the idea is, hey, you know what? Uh, government will take the money now and pay it off to those people who hold those treasury bills, notes, or bonds later. So companies do the same thing. Everyone does the same thing. So now the question is, how do you make money from it? So we did have that example with Kimberly where she can buy a bond. Now, the trick with bonds is they're not sold on a stock exchange like NASDAQ. They're not uh, they're not sold on on the New York Stock Exchange. Remember from last week, we actually talked about stocks and how you buy them. Public stocks, that is. Well, you buy them by going over to an exchange. It's just like a flea market. And then they say, hey, I'll sell you this uh, banana for $5. And you said, no, $2. And then there's like usually bartering, that kind of thing. Same thing in the world of stocks and bonds. However, you can't buy a bond on a exchange like that. Typically, bonds are sold. They're a little bit more exclusive, that type of thing. So usually they're sold over uh, over the counter markets. So OTC is what it's called, if you ever hear that terminology, over the counter markets or exchanges. So usually you have to have a foot in the door in order to get one. So the other way, so usually you have to go through like a brokerage firm or something like that because they're the ones who have the relationships with all these over-the-counter markets uh, or these financial institutions or even companies that want to issue them out. And that's where you can buy them from if you want to get individual ones. Um, The other option that you have is you can purchase mutual funds or ETFs that have bonds, that purchase bonds too, and that's another way you can get in. I always like to think about it because... I studied accounting, Todd studied finance, so he knows a lot more about the financial and investment world. And so I like to think about, okay, what about a normal person, <laughs> you know, yep. from, even for me, like I'm not going online choosing bonds and you're not, you know, okay, I'm going to loan, you know, this company money. It, it, that's not exactly how it works in sort of the real world, the way I like to think about it. I, for myself, I think it's useful to understand what a bond is and how it works. And then I like to think about, okay, well, how am I going to use it? Well, whenever you invest, for example, your 401k at work, or you get an IRA, or maybe you get a 529 plan for your kid, or you open just an investment account at an investment company, um, usually, as Todd mentioned, you know, buy mutual funds are really, really common way to invest, or ETFs. And these are basically like taking stocks and bonds and all these different underlying products and packaging them up for you. It's kind of like buying a combo deal at a restaurant. You know, when you go to a Mexican restaurant, you can get like a taco and an enchilada and a burrito and just get a little bit of everything and it gives you a nice variety. So a lot of these financial products, um, at least for myself, I like to think, okay, well, I can invest in this Vanguard mutual fund And it's going to take a bunch of different stocks, a bunch of different bonds, and make it more diverse so I'm not just investing in one company. And I think, in my mind, it makes it a little more user-friendly for the average investor. Oh, absolutely. It makes it user-friendly because instead of you forking out $1,000 for a bond right now, you can pay maybe $100 or $50, and you can purchase a mutual fund with a bunch of different bonds that it's invested in. So we'll talk more about mutual funds a little bit later, but as Kimberly is saying, for the average normal Joe, right? For somebody just getting in, more than likely the way you're going to get into this kind of market is through a mutual fund. So you'll find a particular bond fund 
So just like Kimberly was saying, it's like a shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, I like that example. So you take a look at one that invests in a bunch of types of bonds, and that's a way where you can get in. So right now we're just talking about individual bonds so you know how they work. And then from there, you may want to consider mutual funds, and that's a, a way to get in if you're inexperienced and you're just wanting to get into the market. So how do bonds actually make money? Well, the first way, of course, is through those coupon payments. Those are bond yield. You might hear that term. That's the same thing. This is all just fine. Like in the finance world, you're going to find that they have a million different definitions for the same thing. <laughs> and that's what makes finance so intimidating and tough is that you have to kind of learn the jargon in order to know what people are talking about. So don't get stressed. If you know just the moving parts, then you can find what those definitions are and tie them together. So in later episodes, we'll talk about more of like the whole structure and all the fancy stuff and how to do your calculations to see which ones are better. But just know that there's two ways to actually make money with a bond. One is through coupon payments and one, and the other one is actual or those dividends is another term for it. See, too much jargon, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the other way is actually market value of the bond. So you can actually sell bonds if you don't want to hold them anymore. And depending on the price of the market of that bond, it can go up and down. You can make money from it that way too. Very similar to how a stock works. Where a stock goes up in value, well, then you can sell it if it's higher and make some money from it. The way I kind of imagine it is if you loaned money to your friend and they're, say you loaned your friend $1,000 and they said, I'll pay you, you know, whatever percent every year. And you're loaning that money to your buddy and they're paying you your thousand and they're super reliable. They always pay on time. You know, it's it's a really good investment. And then maybe your friend comes along and is like, hey, do you want your money back? And you're thinking, hey, I kind of I kind of want my thousand dollars back. I want to buy a car or something. And your other friend comes along and is like, hey, I'll take that debt. I'll pay you and buy that debt from you. So now your original buddy who's paying off a loan is now paying them. So and then you may say, well, He's a really reliable payer, so maybe you need to give me a little bit more than the $1,000 because you're going to make a lot of money from this, from those interest payments, from those coupon payments. So it's like you're selling the loan to your other friend, which kind of blows my mind. It's funny. You're selling debt like it's a product. But it happens all the time. I mean, even with mortgages, which is a debt instrument, right? It's, uh, guess what? Banks sell your mortgage to other lend or other holders, other holding companies. So it's, this, is, this is something that is very common in the financial world that a lot of people don't know about. Debt is sold all the time, all the time. So, and you're going to see companies buy it up. So now when you read in the news of this happening, people buying debt or buying uh, loans or mortgages or all that kind of stuff, you'll understand why. So basically, if we go back to that very first example where I'm a company and I sold Kimberly a bond for $1,000 or she paid me $1,000. So I'm paying her um, over the span of 10 years, the $500 coupon payments, right? $50 a year for 10 years plus the 1000 at the end, so I pay her back. So the, the price there is I'm paying $500 for her $1,000. So it's a good deal for Kimberly. She's making quite a bit of money from it. Well, when you're selling and buying these, a lot of people think, hmm, how can I make more money from this? People so, always think that. <laughs> yeah, they always think that. So usually they're thinking, you know what? What if I, instead of holding this bond for a long time, what if I sell it sooner? 
If I sell it sooner, then I can figure out how to make more money and kind of like split up that $500 that I would be earning. And that's literally what investors do all day. <laughs> like, or these Wall Streeters, they just think, how can they make a few extra pennies off of these things? It seems so complicated, the Wall Street world. But it's interesting when you actually learn a little bit more of what they're doing. Because yeah. then it doesn't feel so like you see on the news like, oh, I could never understand what they're doing. When you get down to it, it's they're just buying and selling either ownership or debt in companies. It's very, it's that we get so intimidated because of all these financial products, but literally it's very similar to if you're selling uh, or bartering with somebody, let's say you're trading or writing uh, a diamond ring or you're trading some sort of commodity. It's actually very similar to that. It just has a few extra numbers and people <laughs> get scared of numbers. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a teaser on what people do. These wall streeters, I'm going to give you a teaser on what they do, but we're not going to go into all the complexities of it. We'll talk about it later on future episodes and also in our course. So stay tuned for those and feel free to uh, jump into those when we have it. But so what are some of the things that go into um, these bonds and when people sell and buy them? So the, so the simple thing is you just buy it and hold it till maturity, then you get your full amount back plus your interest payments. That is the simplest way to do bonds, okay? Now you can get more complex and maybe you can buy a bond from somebody else. That's when things get a little trickier. So let's say Kimberly wants to sell that bond that I issued her out and she wants to sell it to a third party, some other individual. Well, the other individual needs to figure out a couple things. They need to figure out okay, that interest payment that uh, uh, that she's getting, is that comparable to what other bonds are paying on the market? So let's say, let's say Kimberly's getting a 5%, well, a 5% coupon. Well, then I'm comparing another investment that is paying 10%. And they're thinking, oh my goodness, I wanna have that 10% one instead of the one Kimberly wants to offer me because that one's paying 10%. Ho, 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 hold up there. That might not be fully, that, that might be logical thinking on your end, but the only way that would make sense is if the maturity date and uh, the purchase date and everything is all equal. I would go buy the other bond because that one's gonna pay way more money. However, however, this doesn't necessarily happen all the time. What if that bond that is paying 10% expires or the maturity date, so the yield to maturity, uh, let's say the ex expiration or when the bond or the, the bond payment is due uh, or par value is the other word that we use in finance. Let's say that's in like three years. Well, then 10% for three years, 10% is $100. If you have a $1,000, I'm only getting $300. So now Kimberly's is going to be more favorable because I get more money that way. So this is the kind of stuff that financiers are going to do all day. They're going to run fancy calculations to see, okay, maybe I can, if I grab, if I take a look at Kimberly's uh, investments plus this other one that's paying 10%, let's say if I can make them equal to one another. Let's see if I can compare apples to apples. So they'll run all sorts of equations to see which investments would make sense for them and where they put their money now. So that's what they do all day. So that's just a quick little preview. We're not gonna go into all those fancy calculations. Now, when it comes to simple investments for investors, the recommendation, generally speaking, is just hold long-term so you don't play that crazy game, and then you don't have to worry about losing money on deals on accident. Now, if you do wanna learn about that, again, talk with financial advisors, talk with your consultants to see what is best for you and your scenario. 
Um, if you do want to get into this and learn more about those, feel free to take our course and we'll dive in those. Well, everyone, those are the basics about bonds. That's generally how they work. We explained the basic issuance on how, how they operate uh, when you purchase them. Well, later on episodes, we'll talk about how price uh, how prices will fluctuate if interest rates go up and down. But for now, that will be our introduction for today so we don't overwhelm everyone with the crazy world of bonds. Yeah, don't be intimidated by it. It's, it's fun for me to learn about the finance world because then when you hear the news and they talk about a lot of these terms, you can think, I know what that is. And that's something that I can understand and it's not too crazy. It's not above my head. And it's something that you can learn and decide for yourself if you want to get involved in potentially investing your money. So I have a last fun note of trivia for everybody, okay? (laughs) The reason why the coupon payment or the bond yield, which is the payment that you get uh, once a year from a bond, the reason why it's called that is because back in the old days, they used to have, they actually, when they're issuing out a bond, it would be a piece of paper and they used to have little strips at the bottom of it. Those were called coupons, kind of like you strip out a coupon in a in a book and you go to like a store and redeem it. What you would do in the olden days is rip off a piece of paper or one of those coupon payments, go to the person who gave you that bond and they would give you the payment. So <laughs> that's why they call it a coupon payment, just for those who wanted to have some fun little uh, investment trivia. All those scary terms come from somewhere. Yep, <laughs> yep they exact, definitely do. Well, thanks for joining us today. We hope you learned a little bit more about the investing world. Hopefully we can make it a little bit more digestible. But if you have other questions, we'd love to hear them. Be sure to reach out to us on social media or leave a comment on our podcast and we'd be happy to answer your questions on future episodes. Thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next time on Homemade Ops. The information shared on our show is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be advice. Reach out to a professional for your specific situation.